Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of our Sunday LZSL podcast. Guys, today is a special day. Oh my goodness, I finally got one of my friends of friends of friends of friends on. Her name is Aliza Ahmed. She is right out of India. Guys, we're going to have some fun today. What's going on, Aliza? Hi. Yeah, everything's going to be fine, going good. <laughs> you say, what's up? Awesome, awesome. So, Aliza, let, hey, you know what? I want you to just tell uh, tell the world briefly who you are, man. Obviously, I'm a girl. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm Eliza. I'm from India, east part of India. And right now, I'm doing internship in China. And I'm going to be a great and successful doctor one day. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. So then we'll just hit it off from there. So you're from the eastern part of India. What's the name of the, uh, yeah. the place? Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. It's Kolkata. Oh, yeah. Kolkata. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. Exciting. So tell us about Kolkata. Oh, Kolkata. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. I say that so terribly wrong. I'm sorry. No, it's okay, Kolkata. Okay, so Kolkata is a place, it's like uh, one of the metropolitan cities. There are four metropolitan cities in India. One is, I just give a brief in that, like one is Delhi, obviously the capital of India, then Kolkata, then Chennai, and then Mumbai. So Kolkata is one of the metropolitan cities. It's like a bit oldies because when there was Britishers ruling over India, hmm. that was the capital. So now, after the Britishers, they moved to their own homeland, then Delhi became the capital. And uh, now we can see so many old buildings built by um, Britishers. And yeah, it's a bit oldies. People say like, if you go to Kolkata, you are just more centuries gone beyond it. Like right now it's 21st and then you will be going to... 10th century, those kind of things. Old trams, old buses, old taxis, everything, all these, all these things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, Kolkata is the eastern part. Mumbai is the southern part of India, correct? Nope. Mumbai damn. is the western part of India. <laughs> Delhi is in the central part of India. And southern part of India is Chennai. Ah, there we go. Okay, Chennai, Chennai. All right, so... Tell us, mm -hmm. how different are these mega cities from one another? Okay. It's really different because, as we all know, India have different provinces. And according to that, they have, like, different cultures and different religions, different languages even. Ooh. Like, the people in Kolkata, they don't speak the same language what people in Chennai, south part or east part or middle part of India, they will speak. So it's all different. Now talking about the Delhi first, the capital, obviously, it's good. It's overly populated because so many people coming from other parts of the country as well. And they are doing business over there. So it's a big fast and people don't have literally time over there. So, yeah, everything is good. But, yeah, people, the government, they are making it improve right now. And talking about the Mumbai, Mumbai is a place like people say it's a place to build dreams because all the Bollywood, I, I guess you know oh, about the Bollywood yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. I know Bollywood, I know Bollywood, okay. 
yeah so all the bollywood people they stay over there because that place is where the film industry grows up so there are shores the sea arabian sea and obviously the dream city people say like that so now coming to the south it's different and um different from the other metropolitan cities but yeah it's also clean and different culture different religion and obviously different language too wow okay so yeah i want to really talk about that bollywood now it's mm-hmm. interesting um some people back first of all do you know the movie slumdog millionaire yeah that freaking movie was awesome i mean i just Man, I fell in love with Indian women after that. I was like, oh, I'm going to get me an Indian woman. It was just so amazing. So much culture behind it. How much of that is true? It is true. Ooh. Are you talking about the slums or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Or just specifically the Indian women's? Uh, well, <laughs> 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 he said just regarding the No, no, like the slums in general. It's like, is it like that crazy out there? Is it like, you know? Slums you're talking. Okay, really. So, it. <laughs> It dip, uh, that thing, Slumdog Millionaire, it portrays Mumbai, you know, right? Ooh, yep, yep, yep. Okay. So, yeah. So it's a bit true. Yeah, those slums are there. Yep. And uh, why? Because as we all know, India is below poverty, but some people, they are literally like in the poverty level, but still government is working up on that. But uh, nowadays, you don't see all these slums, literally. The Slumdog Millionaire, it was a year ago. I don't think so. It's not recent movies. I don't know when it was released, when you saw that. Mm, But yeah, nowadays, they are walking on the slums, all the uh, poverty things. They are just putting so much healthcare activities right now, going to the villages. There are mobile cars. Mobile cars means... I just want to give you a hint, like, we are going, they just uh, take some of the groups of doctors and they take a car and over there, all the healthcare equipments are there, the emergency needs, the first aids, everything is there. They are going to the outskirts of the village and they are just checking the people, taking what diseases are there in that area and also seeing the epidemic, pandemic diseases over there. So, yeah, government is working on that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. Okay. So, let's go back to Bollywood then. So, these stars, they make money from what the people pay on the streets or is it from the big screen? It depends. Okay. It depends. It depends about the producers, where they are making the money from. Actually, they are making the money from the people who are just paying the tickets and all. They have a profit out of it. So it's not like only Mumbai. So it's whole over India. They are just broadcasting the movie, right? And also out. So it depends upon the producers. I'm not sure about this Bollywood thing. Because... Like, I'm not too much into the movie. So, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, generally speaking, I'm not too much into the movies. But, yeah, obviously they are making from the screen. Yeah. Okay, all right. It's just, that's very 
So tell me about North India. I heard there are some beautiful, some wonderful schools, international schools. It's very beautiful up there. Tell me about North India. Okay. North India, the talk, talking about the schools, okay, I don't know what school you're talking, but there are some boarding <laughs> schools, okay? One I know That's it. is in Punjab, okay? There are only foreigners studying over there. And they are studying all the Indian things, like not only Indian things, they are studying martial arts, they are studying yoga and all because one of my Chinese teacher, she got her son admission over there. And I was really shocked. Even being an Indian, I did not knew that there was a school like that. <laughs> right. so I was like, oh my God, what's wrong? <laughs> then um, I was that time I was staying in Delhi and she came and then she was, she contacted me and she came. And then because of the language barrier problem, right? So I helped her and we went to the school. It was like, I can see all the teachers were foreigners. The head, it was Indian, obviously. And every student, they were foreigners. Okay, this part about the Punjab. There are some other boarding schools which are very, really famous. That's in Dehradun. Dehradun is a very nice, beautiful, awesome heaven on earth place. Oh. That's a hilly area. Mm. It's um in the northmost part of India. So all there, all the good and, you know, all the cream students, what you mean? Like, you know, the genius, near about to genius students. They yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. And there are some uh, famous boarding schools and famous schools in Bombay also. Oh, Over Bombay. there, like all the Bollywood actor, actresses, uh -huh. kids, they go and study over there. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Bombay. I always heard about that place. Is that a beautiful place? Bombay. It was the old name of Mumbai. So the new name is Mumbai. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Interesting. So is there a place in Northwest India where it's not India and it's not Pakistan? It's not a territory? I don't know. I don't know the name. My student told me about Punjab. it. Punjab. Is that? Oh, that's it. That's it, right? Yeah. So, okay. is there tension there? I don't know. I, I, I don't know about that area much. So, that's why I, was, I thought it would be a good topic. Okay, fine. So, during the partitions, there were so many problems going on. Okay? Because, uh, like, before the independence, there was partition going on. Okay? So, as you know, Pakistan, Bangladesh, we had a partition over there. Okay. There was nothing so-called thing like Pakistan, there was like Bengal okay. and there was East Bengal, East Bengal and West Bengal. West Bengal is the place where I am coming from. Okay. okay? East Bengal is being later converted into the name as Bangladesh. Now, the people who are being so-called in like Pakistan and all, they were also the people from Bangladesh and Punjab. So most of the Pakistani, they are Punjabis. Okay. okay. So what happened after Bangladesh got their own kind of independence? So they also wanted a partition from like some of the Punjabis and all. They wanted again a partition. Like they want their own country, only Bengalis. So most of the people in Bangladesh, they speak Bengali. And that Bengali and what I speak Bengali is totally different. So, wow. yeah, 
A towel is different. I should speak and say to you. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. All right. Well. Huh. Okay. Because I've all uh, some of my students who, uh, from Thailand who actually studied uh, in that area. Mm-hmm. It was uh. Oh man, I'm lagging a little bit. I think there's two voices. Nope, it's okay now. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. um, okay, interesting. Very interesting. Now, how about world heritage sites? Now, I know there are a lot of beautiful places around and inside India. What would you recommend? Mm-hmm. Like, what areas? Like, if it's my first time, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to India today, but I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you tell me? First of all, I want to ask, how many days you are coming for an Indian visit? Let's say I go there for four days. Are you crazy? <laughs> no way, man. That's too short, are huh? Are you crazy? It's, it's been not short. It's so much damn short. <laughs> four days. No, At okay. least you need two weeks. Okay, okay, I okay. Can... Two weeks, two weeks. I'm in two weeks. Let's do it. Hit me. Okay. Okay, so next I'm gonna say you are coming from which place? Like, like where are you now? Where from which place you gonna come? Thailand. Thailand. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you from Thailand you come to Kolkata because the distance is short. Okay. Obviously, the fare of the uh, plane is will be cheap. So first you visit Kolkata, see the heritage place. There will be Ganga River and. Kolkata one day is enough. Then you go to Delhi and see there are so many heritage places like obviously Agra Fort, like six kilometers like that from Delhi. You go to Taj Mahal, obviously you can't go without uh, watching Taj Mahal. Okay. Okay. And then you go to some of the sites in in and around Delhi because there are so many forts uh, built by the Mughal people when they were ruling on India. Then the next thing I will tell you go to uh, for Delhi visit two days is enough one for Agra for Taj Mahal and one day Delhi that's cool. Then next you should go to Rajasthan it's near to Delhi. So. You see all the deserts and obviously camels, all the heritage, and near to that, Jaipur. So one day Rajasthan, one day Jaipur, and after that, you head back to Mumbai. Two days Mumbai, done, then you head back to South. South, you have so many places to see. So you have to choose the places over there. At least four days, South India, yeah. Now you are done with India. What? <laughs> now I'm done with India. Okay, that's it. That's uh. And, okay. Uh, one more thing I want to add. Sure. If you want to go to the north, like northmost part, so you can just make a change in your travel plan. Okay. Like when you are going to Rajasthan, Jaipur, you can just visit the northmost part, like Leh Ladakh. It's very awesome very awesome and very awesome so you just go there and after that while coming down to delhi again you just go to the place where i was telling you uh-huh. nanital Dehradun, all these stuffs it's really superb and then after that you can head to like all these leladak nanital Dehradun. it will take around four days or five days one one day each and then you can just come back to 
Mumbai and then you can come to South and then again you can fly off to Thailand. Yep. Man, okay, that's exciting, dude. Yeah, I've been wanting to go out there so much. I met um an Indian couple who were on uh-huh. a little bit of a retreat in the Maldives last year, and they were like, yeah, come to Bangalore, come to Bangalore. And I'm like, okay, how about Bangalore? What do you think? Bangalore, it's a very good place. Ooh, it's okay. like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so that's what I was studying you. In South India, there are many good places, like okay. Bangalore, Kerala. Kerala is so good. You have the houseboats everywhere. It's water, water. And like, you will feel heaven, you know? Some of the places you will feel heaven and you should visit that that is one is Dehradun, Leladak, Agra, okay. then Kerala Ooh. and um, Rajasthan, Rajasthan and Jaipur. Jaipur. These places, these places you should must visit if you are coming to India. Touche. Okay. Rajasthan. Okay. That's that's yeah. Okay, that sounds interesting. Now, what about transportation? Okay, because I'm visiting all these places. Guys, sorry, 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 sorry for the interruptions, guys, because you know the chi the, the, the Chinese firewall that they got going on out there, it is very, very difficult to get into of course china but you know what me and elisa we came back strong we said we would not be defeated by the firewall and here we are again so you know what elisa uh as i've said before i think it's very intriguing that you being indian of course going to china and whatnot um that must have been a massive jump for you because Remember, when I traveled to Australia for the first time and when I moved there, it was extremely difficult for me to get over some of those cultural barriers. And I know it's funny because, you know, we speak English in America and they speak English in Australia. But, man, the we are just com- – it's, it's different. Let's just say it like that. It's different. So how was it for you? Okay. It was not that difficult for me because, like – I got the idea of coming to China because uh, there was uh, some educational fair going on in my hometown right there in Kolkata. So that time I was confused. Should I come or not come like that thing? But then I did some research. Then I thought, okay, why not China? Let me go and see out the culture, the people, the language. All the people say Chinese language is very difficult, very difficult, very difficult. So I was like, <laughs> okay, why not take a chance to learn it? So then before coming to China, I did a 15 days course in my hometown. And then like the simple conversation, how to speak with the person, how to greet, what are the words, how, what the pronunciation, all these things. And then, yeah. It was quite okay. China did not greet me bad in the first go till now. Finger crossed. No, not yet. Right, right. Okay, okay. So, you know, and just and just to make sure, guys, just to make sure, because I know I got some folks out there, and I mm-hmm. think, uh, what is it, Guangdong? Uh, they listen yep. to my podcast. So, guys, I love you guys all, okay? We're just talking just, you know, at a – uh, at a generalization of whatnot, what we've experienced with our own lives. We never hold anyone account. We don't, we never hold an entire nation accountable for one crazy thing that one silly person did to us. So um, I think it's really interesting that, okay, where did you go in China? Where are you right now? 
Right now, I'm in Guangzhou. That is in Guangdong. Oh, they, oh they, there it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting. All right, so how about、mm-hmm. the food? Now, of course, Indian spices, just like Brazilian spices, South American spices, Central American, Mexican,、mm-hmm. you name it. All spices are different. So, how were you able to acclimate and get used to、mm-hmm. Chinese food? Because, of course, Indian food, that's. that's Those are two spicy, yes, super spicy with all the ingredient spices, right? <laughs> <laughs> But the Indian, right? The, the Indian dishes, right? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, yeah, it's like、okay. super spicy kind of thing, right? I, Indian I dishes, it. yeah, I love it. Oh, I love Indian food, yes. <laughs> And what about Chinese, though? How's the how's the Chinese?、Uh, now, me, I was a big fan of my American Chinese. And honestly,、mm-hmm. I think Chinese food is, you know, I think it's cool, you know.、Uh, what do you、mm-hmm. think? For me, I don't have any problem. Like, I, I like to try different、uh, cuisines and different、uh, dishes from different countries. For me, I don't find anything wrong and all these things. Yeah, I like it. I like it. But,、uh, like, China is very huge. So, like, the South people, like the Guangdong, They prefer、um, eating rice, not people prefer eating noodles. And, like, you know, like they have a saying, like, the South people, they like sweet, sweet, like, tian does mean sweet. So, but there are spicy foods, like the Sichuan, Hunan, all these provinces, they eat spicy food, like Indian spices. Yeah.、Uh, okay. All right. Now. Where have you traveled to in China and what's the best takeaway living there? What have you learned the most?、Mm, I travel a lot of、uh, places over here and like Zhuhai, Shanghai, then Shenzhen, then all the small, small other provinces in Guangdong, like Foshan, nearby places, all these things. And from here, Hong Kong and Macau is very near, so obviously、Ooh. I have been there. And、uh, what I have learned here,、Good、they、question. are very punctual for timings. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Like, if I have to go to my hospital at 8 o'clock, means 8 o'clock, all the things. Here they say, like,、uh, Cha Fang. Cha Fang is like the morning rounds before you go to the. Uh, to see the patients, morning they have a meeting. So that is on time. Eight o'clock means eight o'clock, not eight five, not eight fifteen. So they、go. are very much punctual. There you go. So, guys, remember that, of course, my good old friend here, Elisa, she is a medical student right now. She's going to be one of the best doctors in the world.、Uh, and, okay, so you've been to the Great Wall of China too. No, but I did not even t h e r e You didn't go there. Where is it? Where is the Great Wall of China? Where is that place? Okay. Okay. Like, it's, it's a huge. Great Wall is huge, right? <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah. So it depends. Like, the most, the maximum part is in Beijing. Right. Okay. And there are some parts in the、uh, West Coast also. So generally, people go to Beijing. They visit Beijing and the summer palaces and all other palaces, and then, yeah, they come back. That's it. Okay. All right. And how long, do you, how long do you plan on staying there for? And how about, well, yeah, yeah. How long do you plan on staying there for? Then I'll ask you the next one. 
Okay, so I have been staying here almost for six damn years. Whoa. And yeah, and uh, the next year I'm gonna graduate and then I'm gonna come back to India, work, and then I have my next plan to go to visit another country. So, wow. means not visit, but staying over there. Yeah, let's see how it goes. Okay, wow, that's interesting. Okay, and I'm going to hit you with this last question. English in India versus English in China. Who speaks more? It depends. Again, it depends upon the people. Okay. It depends upon the people. If you talk about English in India, in the metropolitan cities of India, like Bombay, Delhi, all these things, they will speak a bit, a bit, even like uh, if you talk about the youngsters, everyone like offices and all. Yeah, they are talking English They are, But you can't expect those things from the local people in India. But China, no way, no way. Even the offices and all, they just know a little bit English. But now I have seen they are trying to change right now. There is a fair going on in Guangzhou that is Canton Fair is the biggest international fair. So many people are coming over here. And like, I think there before yesterday, I went there and I visit there. So like, I felt like, yeah, China is not changing. They're thinking about the English for their, you know, import and export stuff. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, because there's so many, um, again, there are so many different, what is it, online teaching uh, websites like Data ABC and One Two Call, all these different agencies. And boy, they make yeah. a lot of money because, of course, it's so difficult to get foreign teachers from all over the world to teach, oh my God, what, 1.7, 1.8 billion people. So, yeah. and then again, you know, considering the fact that, you know, what the environment is and, you know, a lot of cultural, you know, and, you know, all these different things. It'd be difficult mm -hmm. for someone to acclimate there versus like going to teach English and possibly in India or a Thailand or a Laos or a Vietnam, Philippines, Japan. Oh, Japan. Oh, I don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's uh, very fascinating. It's very, very fascinating seeing how, you know, how you know, the younger generations in general, like you said, yep. they're getting, yep. they're learning English. We're becoming multidimensional. We're becoming... You, you know, we're, we're, we're having these, we're developing transferable skills. And I just think it's very amazing seeing what's, you know, in store for the future for all of humanity. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Awesome. So, all right. So as an English speaker and whatnot, what, and this is the last question, what yep. would you tell everyone who is learning English out there? What can they do right now to begin to learn the fascinating language of English. Over here in China, you mean? Well, in general, in general, because how you learned and how you see other people learning, what's the easiest way? English, right? Yeah. So I learn English from like nursery. So I have been going to a convent school. So my first teacher, she was from UK. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Because the school which I went was convent school. So all the teachers were foreign teachers. No one was Indian. Oh, okay. 
So I like her teaching. Like, you know, he, she used to give me small, small, like all of the students, she used to give small, small things, doing projects and you have the conversation between two friends and all. And like there, she used to tell like, yeah, you can grow on your English vocabularies. You have to speak more and more. If you're talking over phone, even whatever language you speak, whatever mother tongue is your like, yeah, you should speak these three words as a beginner. Like, good morning or good evening or good afternoon, anything. And hi, I, my name is this, this, this. And uh, yeah, whom you want? How may I help you? It's like that kind of conversation. And then how you begin to speak. Like, yeah, simple stuffs. Wow. Okay. So from the very beginning, a school in India full with yep. all foreign teachers. Yeah, not only that, not only that, my father was always still telling me and my sister when we were child, like, don't talk with me in any other language. Talk with me and your mom in English there only. There you go. See, parents influence, man. I've been telling so many of my yeah. students, absolutely. Yeah, if I used to talk in Bengali, which is my mother language, I used to, what? I did not hear you. What you are saying, and then I have to speak in English. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just thought about that. I was thinking about my mom and how I would learn from this video on a broken VCR back in grade school. And my mom, she speaks Spanish, right? And I'm like, Mom, can you just, uh -huh. and I was like, Mom, can you just like speak Spanish to me at home? She's like, No, go learn it in school. And I'm like, Mom, they don't know how to teach Spanish at school. I don't care go let and i'm like man and I, i'm still a little bit angry with my mom to this day because she used to say different phrases like something la basura which means takes out take out the trash she would mm -hmm. say probably three phrases over the course of 20 years but nothing else i'm still mm -hmm. mad at my mom for that but uh yeah so uh <laughs> it's fascinating and you know what it's awesome and especially awesome listening to your story Eliza. man thank you so much for coming on to this podcast welcome always <laughs> so guys i hope you could take back a lot of what Eliza had to say uh very fascinating podcast and again i apologize for the breakups and whatnot but hey <laughs> you know that firewall we've defeated it so uh anyways with that being said guys stay tuned again for the next esl podcast you guys already know who it is it's your host your chocolate host arsenio as usual over and out.